0: Everything I learned from sports ball, helps to make life a bit a w- basketball, baseball, football, or hockey. It's time to get busy with your friend Steve and me. Just me. Hey, everybody, I'm Steve, and there's no Izzy tonight. Uh, basically, it's a little uh, offshoot thing about doing called Everything I Learned from Sports Ball. Um, basically i'm a huge sports fan um some of you may know that uh over the direct messaging and whatnot um i was even a semi-professional basketball player for uh just under a month didn't make a whole lot of money don't worry utah snow bears you haven't heard of them um but yeah, uh, it's my favorite time of year. Uh, about a week and a half ago, we just had the uh, what I like to call Basketball Christmas, uh, the NBA Draft 2017, um, and then free agency just went fucking bananas the past couple of days. Uh, so I thought I'd share some of my thoughts and uh, predictions for some of this stuff. Um, I guess starting off uh the NBA Draft, um, there was a lot of trading going on. Uh, yeah, just crazy stuff. Uh, first off, Boston won the lottery, even though they were the top team in the East, but that's from a bad trade a couple years ago with the Nets. Uh, whatever, the Nets are a horrible organization. They just suck. Um, regardless, they turned the number one pick into the number three pick, and next year's, uh, another first rounder next year from the Sixers with the trade there. Um, obviously I think they kind of won that trade, but the thing with the NBA draft is... <clears throat> especially the past couple of years has just gotten really ridiculous. They're basically just drafting 19-year-olds uh and teenagers. It's all about potential. Um uh, I'm sure they can have one great year wherever they went decided to go to school or even if they went professional overseas or whatever. You're basically just taking a huge gamble. Um it's not like you know like the the big drafts in the 80s when it's like, "Oh yeah, Jordan and Barkley and Allajuwon all coming out the same year. Oh my god, it's the greatest draft class to ever." You really can't even begin to rank draft classes nowadays until seven, eight years later. Like, like Durant's draft class is just now you were able to look back and go, "Oh yeah, that guy was a complete buster." Oh yeah, that was actually pretty good. And then picking up in, late in the first round, that kind of stuff. It's uh, it it's a little more expedited. Um, but regardless, with the number one pick, the Sixers picked a uh, point guard from Washington University named Markel Fultz. Um. I've seen the highlight reels. He seems pretty good. Uh the the only thing is I mean he lost his last 13 college games. You really, I mean, you know, trust in the process has finally come back around for the Sixers. Beginning up the draft picks and all that, um, and they got the number one pick dra- uh, two years in a row now. Ben Simmons will probably play this year if he can stay healthy, and that's really just the thing with this team. They have so much talent uh, with their overseas and just their uh, horrific record of the past couple of years, getting up some good draft picks. They just have to stay healthy. Like Joel Embiid has to be around, uh, Dario Saric, uh, Ben Simmons. I'm assuming Joel Olkofer is probably going to be traded soon, but you, with the way he's been acting his first two years in the league, it's hard to find a suitor. I don't know. Um, the Sixers also drafted uh, <laughs> this uh, Latvian guy, Anzish Pazirnik, or something. He's 7 1 he's like 18 19 years old blah 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 uh, also an australian guy who hasn't played college ball named jonah bolden uh, apparently he's a six foot ten small forward i'm sure he's great i don't know um <laughs> I, i'm not an nba scout so unless i'm one of them or their families i've never seen him play um but hey we'll find out next year and let's face it just about any team can get an eight seed in the east nowadays especially with oh my gosh so the Pacers traded away Paul George. I don't know if y'all caught that um, <laughs> in the beginning of like the free agent era. Uh, yeah, they traded him to the Thunder for a couple nobodies, but um, he's only got one year left on his contract. And everybody was like, ooh, is Paul George going to be traded to the Lakers for the number two pick? And all that before the draft. No, that was never going to happen. Uh, why would the Lakers do that? They're going to get him basically for free, well, on free agency next year. So why would they give up their number two pick? For something they're gonna get anyway I don't know it's really whatever the best deal the pacers were gonna get and they got uh I forget who exactly offhand off the thunder but it, nothing much <laughs> but with the second pick uh the LA Le- Lakers oh my gosh they picked the guard from UCLA Lonzo Ball and the beginning of the Ball family I I gotta love Lavar, uh just because he's got a good name uh that's my stepdad's name so I'm glad another LeVar is in the media, but I, I, nobody likes his methods, but you know, whatever. It's all about promotion and, uh, Lonzo seemed to be a pretty good player. I saw him like in, uh, the round they lost to Kentucky and I, apparently it wasn't his best game or whatever, but he was probably him and TJ Lee for like the only ones doing really any good on the floor. Uh, I don't know. Uh, he, it, it, they're putting a lot of expectations on him and he's 19 years old I'll, I'll let it slide um, his dad's smug as fuck uh, he seems to be okay uh, <laughs> I mean he, he just seems a lot calmer and all that He it could be good um, the marketing campaign doesn't really ma- matter at all uh, sure it sounds like Todd Marinovich in a way uh, with a social media twist but it's all going to come down to whether or not the guy can play um, you know you got a good young core there with Ingram and Julius Randall, even though they keep talking about trading them and Clarkson and, uh, you know, Showtime could be back in LA, but I wouldn't expect them to make the playoffs or anything like that. Um, however, I do like that later in the first round, they also picked up a university of Utah alum, uh, forward Kyle Kuzma, uh, haven't seen him play, but I hear good things. Uh, but they also picked up Villanova guard, Josh Hart. And I love that idea just so I can see, um, uh, see him on the sidelines talking to his brother from another mother, Kevin Hart. Uh, cause that's what Hollywood's all about. Really having the star players like magic and all them talking to Jack on the sidelines. I, I want to see that back in LA. I miss it. Uh, and with the third pick, the Boston Celtics picked up, uh, Jason Tatum, a forward from Duke. I love the trade uh, that they did to get that and likely lottery pick the following year. Um, uh, mostly because they're already like really the second best team in the east behind the calves and now they're going to pick up the same player they wanted anyway with the number one pick um yeah i you know i kind of have to give it up for uh byu grad danny ainge too it, it's a utah thing <laughs> i mean the kids done good uh as for tatum uh Duke makes some pretty great role players in the NBA, like, you know, Elton Brand, Shane Battier, all those guys, they were good, you know, aside Grant Hill, you know, he's probably going to be a Hall of Famer one day and all that, if he isn't already, I don't think he is, I don't think he's been retired long enough, because uh, he's stuck around for a while, uh, but yeah, the, like, Hurley's Battiers, Brands, Leitners, um, I mean, you got more high-end players from other colleges, but they got good fundamentals, and you really can't beat that. That's really all the Celtics kind of need right now. They just need a lot of depth and little star power, and um, I'll tell you what. If I were Gordon Hayward, I'm signing with the Celtics as soon as possible. Uh, as of this moment, that's not official. The, this is July 3rd. It's around 3.30 p.m. Pacific time. Hasn't happened, but I really don't see any reason, I, I mean, even coming from Utah... Why would he stay with the Jazz? He can get just as much money going to Boston, being heralded as the second coming of Larry Bird, and have his old coach Brad Stevens or things. It just makes too much sense to me. Uh, Miami Mafia may step in and do something, but yeah, I I really see Gordon Hayward going to Boston and then the Celtics still probably being the second best team, uh, depending on how, whatever the Cavs can do this year, too. They're talking about trading for Mello, and I hope they do, because Mello's horrible. Um, so yeah, Celtics, good for them. Uh, With The fourth pick, uh, Josh Jackson, uh, picked by the Phoenix Suns. He's a forward from Kansas. Um, I mean, the games that I've seen, he's been pretty good. Good on offense, above-average defender, good all-around NBA player. And he's already added to an already, you know, good young team. I I, I don't know. I I really haven't seen the Suns in primetime or anything. But, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes for them. Basically, best player available, and that's all you can hope for. Uh, Fifth pick. Sacramento Kings, holy shit. I don't know what the Kings did this draft, but I think they won it. Um, they picked Darren Fox, a guard from Kentucky. Speed, speed, speed. Um, In my opinion, probably the best point guard in the draft because he was kind of on a winner and it was mostly because he was leading the way. Sure, Kentucky's you know surrounded by a bunch of five-star athletes, uh, blue-chip recruits, all that kind of stuff. But he's got good size, ridiculous speed, uh, decent decision-making. Uh, my only concern is that he was surrounded by the great talent there in Kentucky, and they're mostly against lesser competition. Usually it's hard to adjust to the NBA speed, and, you know, uh, basically over time, injuries are going to take away that speed. But he's got a few years to learn all the other stuff, and I, I, I really see him as being a great pick. Uh, he'll probably be, like, regarded as the top pick of this draft in a couple of years. That's my guess. Uh, Sacramento, in my opinion, they won this draft because then they also had the number 10 pick. They turned into they traded to be the number 15 and number 20. Uh, and with that, they got basically uh, one of my other favorites in the draft, uh, kind of a lanky, awkward bucket-making Justin Jackson from uh, North Carolina. And uh, Three years older than everybody, he's the old man of the draft. Whatever, he's twenty, twenty-one years old, and he's been at Chapel Hill the past three years. I, I think that that was a great pick. Um, With the twentieth pick, they picked uh, uh, Duke center Harry Giles. Uh, Apparently, he was injured the whole time, but basically, before he blew out his knee for like a second time, he was like the number one recruit coming out of high school. So, obviously, there's some talent there. It's really just a matter of him getting healthy, and with NBA trainers and stuff around him, I'm. I don't know. We'll see. He could be Greg Oden. He could be Kevin Durant. You never know. And for 20th pick and your third pick in the first round, I mean, you really, it's a gamble worth taking. Um, Then, then at the beginning of the second round, they picked Frank, uh, guard from uh, Kansas, Frank Mason III, uh, who was probably the best player in college last year, but, you know, because he's 21 years old, he dropped to the second round, and he's kind of undersized, and blah, blah, blah. It's all about potential in the draft, you know how it is, but uh, he seemed like a good leader in college. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I think Sacramento won it, though. Good for them. Um, <laughs> sixth pick in the draft, uh, Orlando Magic picked a forward from Florida State, Jonathan Isaac, good to finally see a big guy picked in this draft and he made it this far. Sixth pick. It's just the way the NBA is nowadays. Uh, Everybody's popping threes and uh, I don't know, you just want guys that are as tall and as fast as they can possibly be and teach the rest of that too. Uh, But if you have to pick height over Dash, Dash is going to win the league nowadays because, you know, height and size, just the way the rules are and stuff, you can't touch anybody. Popping threes all over the place. Uh, Still, he's pretty agile for a big man and Uh, He could have some serious problems for future opponents. He's, like, tall, nimble, good rebounding, good interiority. He could be a beast. Um, And they also, in the second round, uh, they picked a guy out here at uh, University of Cal called Ivan Robb. He was going to be a lottery pick last year, but he stayed for a sophomore year, and they picked him up at, like, number 35 or 36 or something. It's, uh... I mean, Lando got a couple more tall guys, but they already have a bunch of young ones. I don't know. They'll, they'll see how it goes. I, I didn't see a whole lot of Ivan Robb that made me jump out, even though I saw his high school championship game um, with him and Jalen Brown a couple years ago. Uh, just, you know, benefit of living here in the Bay Area. But uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what he does. Uh, seventh pick in the draft, uh, Chicago Bulls picked Lori Markinen. That's right. A gentleman named Laurie uh, as a forward from Arizona. Apparently he's a, I don't know, Scandinavian seven-footer that can pop threes like Tic Tacs. Um, You know, it's the NBA that Dirk built. You know, uh, everyone's expecting him to be the next Dirk Nowitzki. You never know. Um, And really, not since Kyrie Irving, um, he's kind of shown me that guys with girls' names can still be pretty damn good. So I won't write him off just yet. (laughs) Uh, The right system, it'd be a good stretch four. I've never seen him play personally, but I hear good things. All about potential, blah, blah, blah. That's going to be a running theme here. Um, As far as being the next Dirk Nowitzki, probably not. uh, But he could probably pass for like a Ryan Anderson or a Memento Core kind of a guy. Just, you know, the the stretch for everybody wants. And being seven foot, you really can't block him that far out, you know? Um, Oh, also with Chicago, uh, basically the reason Chicago got the seventh overall pick was because they traded uh, their all star forward, uh, Jimmy Butler, to the Timberwolves along with the uh, 16th pick, uh, which ended up being a uh, center out of a Creighton named Justin Patton I've never seen, but again, here are good things, in exchange for Laurie Markkinen um, and uh, their super-athlete uh, slam-dunk champion Zach Laleen, who's recovering from knee surgery, uh, remember what I said about speed earlier, um, and their lottery pick from last year, uh, point guard Chris Dunn, who... I don't know what the deal is. Uh, he didn't seem to adjust to the NBA pretty well. Um, he was really good in Providence. Um, I don't know, maybe Ricky Rubio's rubbed off on him or something. But, uh, if I heard, but basically, if you were to, like, weigh it out, uh, you know, on, like, a scale of 1 to 10, Butler's a 10. Uh, 16th overall pick in the draft's probably a 5 or a 6. Uh, 7th overall pick's, like, 7. You know, you know L- Levine's, like, a 6. It balances out. If You, you know, I don't know. Basically, it's about 17 or 18 total on each side. It, it'll it work out for them. Uh, I don't know. We'll see who got the better of this draft in a couple years, I guess. Like, if Dunn turns out pretty well and marketing turns out pretty well or Levine turns into a bust, I don't know. That's the thing with trading. You never know. <laughs> what I do know, though, is with the eighth pick, the New York Knicks, um, it's always the Knicks that seem to throw a wrench in there since it used to be the Timberwolves. Timberwolves would always just randomly pick three point guards in a first round just to throw things around. Next, with the 8th pick, they picked a guard, uh, from France named Frank Natilikina, uh, N-T-I-L-I-K-I-N-A, something like that, uh, probably the first controversial pick of the draft, and it was because no one's ever seen him play, everyone wants him to be, like, the next Tony Parker, only a little, you know, taller, uh, just, you know, the unknown French guard that leads the greatest franchise in sports to five titles, five titles in a decade, uh, Uh, in spite of the commissioner's hatred towards small markets. But, you know, I've never seen the guy play, and I've been burned too many times by all the, like, Dante Exums and Nikolai Skittichvili's and Jan Vasselli's and, you know, all the overhyped international guys. Uh, I'm not too excited uh, about it. I really think they screwed up because with the ninth pick, the Dallas Mavericks picked point guard from NC State, Dennis Smith Jr., who I thought the Knicks should definitely pick up, either him or Malik Monk. Um, But, yeah, that didn't happen. Um, Dennis Smith, I think Dallas lucked out. Uh, Draft had a lot of great point guards, and luckily one of them fell to him at number nine. Uh, He very well could have been like the number one pick of the draft. Um, He had some injury issues and some bad performances towards the ends of his freshman year, but again, pro trainers around, he could be a really sneaky steal pick here in the late lottery. Keep an eye on him. Uh, With the tenth pick, that's when Sacramento traded to Portland for the 15th and 20th. Portland picked uh, Zach Collins, a center from Gonzaga. I saw him like the Final Four this year. I don't know. Uh, he might be pretty good. He, he seemed decent. Uh, again, he's just a young dude. Um, you know, can't teach height. Pretty nimble. Um, they also picked up a uh, forward from Purdue, uh, Caleb Swanigan, or something like that. I don't know. Uh, he, he could be good. I don't know much about him. And again, I think it's really just based on the potential. Uh, uh, 11th pick, though, the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, they picked guard from Kentucky, Malik Monk. Now, Malik can light it up. Uh, it was basically every game. I saw, I saw four or five games on this year, and he always seemed to be scoring 30 or 40 points a game. Uh, straight buckets all day, every day. Uh, he's a little undersized for a two-guard. You uh, don't need to beef up and stuff to keep it going in the NBA. Um, but basically, I see good things for him. Um, I mean, Charlotte needs buckets. uh basically at worst he could be kind of a J.R. Smith kind of an assassin role player uh, kind of coming in and just hitting threes off the bench kind of thing. Uh, he could also be like an undersized overachiever with a mean streak like Dwayne Wade or you know something like that with just a little work. And it really doesn't hurt when uh, your boss is Michael Jordan. It can teach you a little bit of a competitive nature. You know what I mean? I really like this pick for the Hornets. Uh, the trade to get Dwight Howard at center and they got Nick Batum. Uh, they could really make it into the playoffs in the East, like like 5 or 6 seed, probably. Uh, 13th pick in the draft, Utah Jazz, with Donovan Mitchell, a guard from Louisville. I don't recall seeing him play. Never really heard of him before, but he uh, popped up in a bunch of mock drafts because apparently he has long arms for his body size. Again, all potential, young, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but apparently, I mean... Uh, basically you could be like an Avery Bradley kind of like a 3 and D kind of guy uh, or I think everyone's kind of expecting him to be like a Kawhi Leonard, uh, either way he's supposed to be like a good defender, uh, Jazz could use some of that, they got a lot of young guys that are going to be coming up for big contracts, they may need to trade away, uh, aka Jordan Hayward's on free a free agent uh, Derek Favors, Rudy Gobert all their young guys uh, they may have a little bit of a problem when they try to resign them him the next year or two Uh, They also picked up uh, uh, North Carolina center Tony Bradley late in the first round. Um, He should be pretty good. I mean, again, 19, raw, young, talent, blah, blah, blah. Uh, 14th pick. uh, This is one of my favorites. Uh, The Miami Heat picked Bam Adebayo, uh, forward from UCLA. Uh, Now, I feel like the Heat may have reached a little bit for Bam here, but I love the way this guy plays. He's one of my favorite kind of players. He's just the... Big raw athletic beast who just grabs rebounds, plays defense, and occasionally just dunks it right back in when he grabs the rebound. I, I just love those kind of guys in the right system. Um, I mean, I, I try to be one of those kind of guys. <laughs> I'm sure, I had a, you know jumper and all that too, but uh, worst comes to worst, just box out, grab the rebound. You get they don't need to pass you the ball. I had a lot of ball hogs when I was playing growing up. Um, anyway. Bam out of bio. It might have been a reach. Probably be able to get him late in the first round, but eh, it was the first round pick they had. Um, you know, he's nineteen, big, blah blah blah. Eighteenth uh, pick was the next one that really caught my attention. Uh, Indiana they drafted a uh, forward from UCLA, TJ Leaf. Now, I was really hoping he get drafted by the Toronto Raptors a couple picks later, like number twenty, and then he could legally change his name to T M Leaf, like Toronto Maple Leaf. Instead, uh, they ended up picking uh, Indiana guard uh, O.G. Ononobi, no one's ever heard of, and he's been hurt. I don't know. Uh, Again, potential. But maybe they can still work out a trade or something, you know, send T.J. to Toronto and O.G. back to Indiana. Uh, I don't know. Uh, T.J. Leaf, though, Uh, I like his game in college. He's, uh, I don't know, mostly centered around rebounding and distributing the ball and, you know, attacking and slashing when needed. Um, he's no Kevin Love kind of a player. Like he doesn't have the the body build or anything for that right now. But he could definitely be like a like a Luke Walton kind of a player. Uh, again, one of those guys coming off the bench, uh, putting some good <clears throat> excuse me, putting some good minutes, um, just to help run the system. And they also drafted uh, UCLA center Ike Anobugu. An- 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 he's a, he's a big dude, a lot like Bam. Um, yeah, just raw. He only played a few minutes in college here and there. Um, but yeah, potential, grow them up. Uh, the next pick that really caught my attention, uh, number 22, uh, the Brooklyn Nets, they picked a center from Texas named Jarrett Allen. There really needs to be more Afros in the NBA. I, I miss those. And they're really, I don't know, they were making kind of a renaissance, uh, when they had like the fro headband thing going when Ben Wallace was in the league a couple years ago. Um... And they kind of tied him up in, like cornrows, and you know, I don't know what the hell Iman Shumpert's doing, but he he needs to just let that thing fro out. He doesn't need the, the I don't know pebbles haircut or whatever he's usually got going on. Um, I don't know. I'm just a little jealous of people who can properly maintain their hair in that way, and that's just why I want to see Jared Allen become a superstar in the league and bring the fro back. That's that's really all I want. And um, see, not a whole lot of picks after this. That, uh well, number thirty-one. Uh, New Orleans Pelicans, they picked Frank Jackson, guard from Duke. Uh, he's also the pride of Alpine, Utah, and then went to Duke and is now the number one pick of the second round of the NBA draft by the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, well, then I think he immediately got traded or something. Oh, yeah, he got, tra- he got drafted by Michael Jordan's Hornets and then traded the Pelicans. But anyway, Utah stand up. Uh, and then one of my favorite steals of the draft 38th pick the golden state warriors for like two million dollars cash just straight up bought a pick ended up being forward center from oregon uh jordan bell it's how the world champions say the world champions he's uh, again one of those guys that just grabs rebounds plays good defense put it back in good physical rebounder solid defender Basically, uh, I, I think he should be even better than Jaja petrulia's crooked ass. Uh, make him expendable, and you know, like that Andrew Bogut kind of player. But you know, now young and strong and able to do that stuff. And I mean, how often is it like a second rounder could probably step right into a starting role with four Olympians around him? It's uh, it's got to be good to be Jordan Bell. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, now, for, as for my, one of my my favorite team, San Antonio Spurs. Uh, they end up drafting a point guard out of Colorado named Derek White late in the first round. Uh, everybody assures me that he's good. I've never seen him play because man, just haven't. Uh, Pau Gasol decided to go uh, free agent, so they might re-sign him. They might not. I don't know. We'll we'll see what the Spurs do. Uh, they're they're trying to make moves, but I I trust their process, not the Celt- <laughs> Sixers process. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, NBA draft. Just some quick thoughts. I've been. Spouting them off about it for about 20 minutes or whatever now. Uh, Now we get to the really interesting stuff. Um, So, July 1st started the free agent season for the NBA. Oh my God. They just must have so much fucking money to get rid of because some of the signings. I mean, okay. So, Steph Curry, you know, signing for five years, over $200 million. Fuck. He's getting a half million dollars every single time he goes out and plays basketball kudos to him i mean that's that's fucking amazing oh oh i'm actually just getting notified of something here oh kevin durant he signed a two-year extension for 53 million dollars it's not a bad bargain i mean for kevin durant Uh, i mean uh I mean, hey, let's go through the list of uh, free agent signings that got more than Kevin Durant did. Uh, Let's see. (laughs) Uh, Just looking through the list here. Uh, Yeah, Kevin Durant, two years, $53 million. Blake Griffin, he resigned for five years, $173 million. Oh, shit, here's one. Drew Holiday. You know who he is? He's a point guard. He's played down in uh, New Orleans for a while. Uh, five years, a hundred and fifty-three million dollars. He over thirty million dollars a year, and half the p- unless you're an NBA like huge fan, you have no idea who this guy is. That's pretty amazing. Iguodala resigned. Three years, forty-eight million. Oh my gosh, how are the Warriors signing all these guys? That can't be legal. Um, Amir Johnson signed an eleven million dollar contract. Jesus. Kyle Lowry, three years, a hundred million dollars. Ooh, Ben McElmore's going to Memphis. Oh, God. Patty Mills signed for 50 mils. A backup point guard getting $13 million a year. Paul Millsap's going to the Nuggets. Haha, <laughs> he's getting that gold. Three years, 90 mil. Uh, Chris Paul, I guess, re-signed like a one-year extension for $24 million in Houston because he got traded. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so J.J. Redick signed with the Sixers. One year, $23 million. I... That's as my mu- okay, if you were to spend twenty three million dollars, would you rather have Kevin Durant or JJ Reddick? Yeah, yeah. A hundred out of a hundred. Uh going for Durant. Three years fifty seven million for Jeff Teague. Oh man. Yeah, there's some uh, interesting things going down in free agency. It makes uh uh, you know and and people tell you hey stay in school get your learn on blah 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 bullshit if you if you're able to become an nba superstar leave as soon as you possibly can sign for a couple of years you can always learn that shit later i mean that's what the internet's for right i mean what what, what do you really need to know uh you know have good people around you and all that but uh, fuck get that money you know what i'm saying <laughs> uh especially when you hear like oh it's jJ reddick twenty three million dollars a year for uh, per year for playing basketball. I, I'll take one percent. That's what? two hundred and thirty grand yeah, i'm I'm totally down for doing whatever it needs to be for two hundred and thirty grand a year i'll I'll put that work in. I'll hit threes. yeah anyway, I don't know. I guess I gotta go to Duke to get that learning. Uh, anyway, so yeah, basketball Christmas still going on, but the uh, early presents have been pretty good. Uh, I'm excited for next year. Let me know what you're excited about, who your team is. Hit me up at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. Uh of course this episode's everything I learned from sports ball. But yeah, we'll just stick to that same Twitter. Um Yeah, thanks for listening. If you made it this far hell, if you made it this far, just send me a direct message and say, hey, thanks, man. <laughs> just let me know anyone's even listening to this. Um uh, hopefully next time we will have some guest hosts. Izzy's just been a little busy and I don't know, I'm just trying to get this out while the iron's high, you know what I'm saying? Um yeah, so until next time I'm Steve and I'm not Izzy and this is everything I learned from sports ball. Have a good night everybody.